So I'm going to jump right in. We're going to go to Philippians chapter four. And I want to say that as I to give this message a title, I want you to know that we have still been on um, cast down imaginations. I just didn't want it to be named one and two and three and four. So I started making sure I started giving them titles and names. Um, so the final title is Think on These Things. And um, this is the 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 last of the, this um, series, um, renewing the mind. So even the walk in love, the forgiveness, all this stuff is a part of my renewal, having your spirit and your soul renewed, allowing God to renew your mind so that your soul will line up with your spirit or His spirit living in you. So what I want to do right now is I want to. I want to really kind of bring home a, a scripture that most of us who've been in the world any length of time knows, but I'm hoping that here today, right now, I can make it clearer for you. Bring that a little closer. There you go. Okay. So let's go to Philippians chapter four. And I'm going to pick up a verse that we did further back in the series, and then I'm going to go through. Um, so starting at verse six, it says, do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every situation and circumstance, by prayer, petition, and thanksgiving, continue to make your, your specific requests known to God. And we did a, the whole thing on this. I'm not going to break all of that down again. But then it says, in the peace of God that, oh man, hold on, let me, wait, before I do that, let me, I, I do want to go over one thing again. So let's just do that part. Uh, do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, in every circumstance, in every situation, by prayer, petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known. I don't want to jump past that again. I want to reiterate that because there are people here that may need to hear it again or may not have heard it before. So I want to make sure I bring it home for you. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, every situation and circumstance. And I want to make sure I bring this home. Please listen to me. The scripture is telling us not to worry about anything. I've had pastors say to me, you got to worry about some things. No, he says, don't worry about anything. Well, what about my children? He said, don't worry about anything. Well, how am I going to not worry about my children? No, I, this was a real conversation I had with some religious leaders. And I was like, okay, he didn't say, he didn't say don't give a D about anything. He said, don't be worried about it. He didn't say not to have love or concern or heart for anything. He said not to be worried about it. There's a difference. Um, when life circumstances and situations present themselves, it's human emotion to feel concern, we're worried, weary, sometimes fearful. But he said, make a choice not to be concerned. Why? Because your trust is in him. So he's right. He says, no, I didn't say don't be aware. 
I didn't even say don't pray about it. I said, don't worry about it. It's a difference. I didn't say don't, I said, I didn't say don't feel human emotions and feelings that a human will feel. I said, but don't be anxious about it or concerned about it. Well, that's a process. The first emotional reaction is to feel all those things that a human would feel. But then there's the choice reaction or action, excuse me, the first reaction and then the choice action. So the reaction, then the action. Stay with me. So when it fir things first happen or things go wrong or things go upside down, the first reaction is to feel what a human would feel. But then your next action is to say, I choose to not be anxious or worried about this circumstance or situation. Why, how, or how, how and why? Let's go with the how first. How not to be by prayer, petition, thanksgiving. So we broke this down and I'm gonna be quick with it. Prayer is reading the word back to him. Petition is expressing your concerns or then laying it out there. And thanksgiving is the closer. You close it in worship. Well, if you're thanking him, are you listening close? Are you listening? If you're thanking him, if you're being thankful, then you can't be worried and thankful at the same time. I don't know if that's possible. I haven't been able to do it. I haven't, even, I haven't been able to be thankful and worshiping and worried at the same time. So he says, come to him with the word on the situation, pray about it, get some word, then bring a petition. This is what's in front of me. And then worship. Um, I remember when they took Peter and I forgot which, who the other disciple was and they beat him and they whipped him and they demanded them that they never again preach in this name. Some of you remember that? And they let him go back to the disciples. And I, I should have pulled up that prayer, but I'm just going to go from memory. And what they said was, Lord, you are Lord. You are God of heaven and earth. They broke down the salvation to the, the Savior. They talked about how he died for them. They laid it all out. And then they said, and behold their sufferings. I mean, their threatenings. Behold their threatenings. So he said, we know who you are. You are Lord of Lord, King of Kings. You are God of everything. The, the, the earth moves around you. The sun rises and sets. You are. Now, Lord, behold these threats. They're threatening our lives. What, what, come on, saints, stay with me on this. They started out by talking about how great God is. Now, I want to make sure I, make sure I bring this home because it's so important. About the renewing of the mind. Do you start your prayers like that? Or do you start your prayers going straight in on the problem? <laughs> you know, do, do you start like that? You are God of heaven and earth. You know, the sun rises, sets. The waters come this far to the shore and go no further. I, before I was in my mother's womb, you knew me. Every breath that I breathed. And talk about that. First, prayer. Now the petition. Well, the petition look real little right now, don't it? 
It, it, it don't, and whatever it is, the doctor said, I got six months to live and you starting on that and you do a whole diatribe on that. It's kind of hard to end that prayer with Thanksgiving. So you start that prayer with talking about who he is. Right? There's no sickness, no disease, no anything over you, God. There, 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 there's purity, has health in you, there's righteousness in you, here's your, your word promises that goodness and mercy should follow me all the days of my life. It should, a thousand will fall on my right hand and the ten thousand of my left should not come to any of you. He said, well, I can't remember all those scriptures. Okay, fine. Then don't remember them. Start talking about how good he is and how good he's been and how long he's been good to you and start recounting one by one. The scripture said, David encouraged himself in the Lord. Start talking about how good he is and just start remembering. If you don't have a diary, keep one then and pull it out. And start reading off one by one. Oh, and I remember I was here and you did this. And I remember, wow, I remember that time. And if you ask him to bring it to your memory, he will. And then just start talking about it. And then say, now let's talk about this problem facing me. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to skip that. I'm going to go straight to worship because I already know how this is ending. Because I just remembered how all the other ones ended. So prayer. Petition, thanksgiving. So let's break it up one more time. We did it before. Let's say we let's say we're gonna do a, a, a whole half hour. Give 15 minutes to prayer. Give five, maybe 10. I would say five to petition, and then give the other 10 to worship. What you're going to find yourself doing, if you start that way, you're not going to give 15 to prayer. You're going to give 10 to prayer, and then you're going to give the other 20 to worship because that's how the power begins to move. I realized a lot now in my prayer time as God has been dealing with me with what's going on inside of my mind and my being. He said, you know, you, if you really would come before me like you used to when you were a baby Christian, and talk about who I am and what you've learned about me and what you studied about me, you would have a lot more victory. Here's the problem. Are you listening? We're not taking time to learn God in a new way anymore. A lot of us have decided that we already know. We've read the scripture. We know what it says. We know those five verses that we've been studying our whole lives. We haven't sat down before God and allowed God to avail himself to us. His mercies are new every morning. Did you find out what his new mercy was today? Did, did you find out his goodness and mercy? Did you seek him today and say, so what's your goodness and mercy? Let's talk about your goodness and mercy today. Open my eyes to you, Father, in a way that I don't know you yet. But I know the Lord. I know that. No, you, no, you don't. You have aspects that you've acquired. You know him as Savior. We got that. You know him as Lord. Yeah. How do you know him in this situation that's facing you right now? How do you know him right now in this moment right here, in this test you got to take today? Is God, can God take tests? I ain't talking about them tests that church talk about. I'm talking about your tests for your class in school. And nobody talking about no testers with trials and tests and that junk. I'm talking about just whatever it is. I got to take a driver's lessons today. God. 
I don't know you in driver's lessons. Matter of fact, I don't even know if you know how to drive. Just introduce yourself to me as a motor vehicle operator. You know what I'm saying? Teach me. I got to cook today. God, do I know you as the chef? The ultimate chef? Come on now. Jesus can cook. Remember? The disciples saw him. They dive off the boat. They got to the shore. The fish was already ready. They fished it for it. Jesus already had the fish. It was already cooked. I don't know what kind of seasoning he used, but it had to be some godly seasoning. Jesus know how to cook. So I'm saying, when I say, do we know him? New every morning, do we know him? Because there's more to him to learn. And every day I'm realizing, God, there's so much more to you that I don't know. I keep expecting you to handle things the way you used to. But you can handle it a new way every morning. You, you can handle my wake up tomorrow different. Can I wake up different tomorrow? Can I wake up feeling a different way with a sense, a different sense of who you are? Do I have to keep waking up to the same Jesus that I've been waking up to for the past 20 years? That's your fault. That ain't his. His mercies are new every morning. So when I wake up every morning, I want to know you're different. This is the new challenge that I'm, I'm facing with God right now. God, I think I know you. And unfortunately, I've gotten too comfortable with the you that I've got to know that I knew and I know and I met and I knew him 20 years ago. I don't care if it was 10 days ago. It's new every morning. Whew. Whew. Somebody say right now, God, I need to know you again. I need to know the new you this morning. I know it's afternoon, but it's still, it was this morning he was new. So I'm going back to the morning and grabbing that one. I'm excited about this season because God is, I keep saying, God, show the house to the house. Show me me. And God said, I don't need to show you you. You stink. I want to show you me. Let me show you me. Let me introduce you to me. You need to know me. You don't need to know you. If you know me, then you'll become like me. For you see him as he is, the scripture promises. Man, I can preach the rest of the sermons about just God being new every morning. But I got some more verses here, and I want to get them in. But I just wanted to tell you, I realized that I've gotten comfortable with the God of yesterday. And I need to get more familiar with the God that's new every morning. I need to know who he is today. Introduce me to what you got on today, God. What you what you wearing today? What hat are you? Are you in savior? Are you in healer? Are you in deliverer? Are you in prophet mode? What mode you flowing in my life in the day, God? I need to know you today. Somebody could say hallelujah to that. <sighs> okay, Lord, let's keep it going. <laughs> so, so he says, if you make your request known to prayer, we talked that, broke, we broke it down, petition and thanksgiving. Watch this. Then the peace of God, that peace that reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace that stands God over your heart and mind in Christ Jesus is yours. Wow. So this is why he said, don't worry about anything. Because if there's something to worry about and you follow this procedure, then that peace of God 
which passes all understanding, will guard your heart and mind. What does that mean? You don't have to worry because you won't have the ability to worry because he will take it. He'll guard your heart and mind. How do you make yourself not worry? Okay, let's try it one more time. Through prayer, petition, and thanksgiving. And if you do that, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, transcends all knowledge, will protect your heart and mind. Have you ever walked in a peace that is not yours? You just, in that situation, God's peace just came on you and you couldn't worry if you wanted to. You know, we, we, we can refer to that as the gift of faith. It just, in that situation, you don't know what you did. Sometimes you slipped into it. You don't even know how you got there sometimes, but you just can't worry. I know it's done. Or how are you so sure? And people telling you, oh, well, I'm going to be praying for you. You can pray all you want. I've had somebody pray for me, want to pray for me. Lisa, I'm going to pray about this. I'm like, look, don't, don't, don't waste your time. I already gave that to God. I don't want to keep praying about it. If you want to worship him with me about it being done, we could do that. But we're not going to keep praying. But you still got the symptoms. We're not going to keep praying about this. Come on, saints. I'm not going to keep praying about this. I, listen, I'm not. We're going to lay hands again. Ah, nah, 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 nah. You know, those of you who know who I stabbed myself in the hand um, about a month ago accidentally in my Nerve was severed and my fingers been like numb and 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 sometimes very painful. And they said this could be for the rest of your life. So there's days that it just starts hurting. I start shaking my hand and people you want me to pray. You can do whatever you want. I'm not praying about this anymore. I already gave this to God. I have the peace that passes understanding when it comes to this. I may have to rub it one day, you know. But I'm telling you, by His stripes. I was healed and made whole. And I stood on that scripture and I'm now worshiping him, worshiping him about it because that peace that passes all understanding has guarded me in this area. Yeah. Woo! Getting chills right now. I can't worry about it. I, I can't. I, re I released it and he's redeemed it. And I can't touch it anymore. It's not even in my realm, in the natural realm, to want to mess with this. Hmm. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. But I realize that there's still areas that I'm still managing with God. I still realize that there are areas that I'm still touching. I still got my stinky little hands on. I realize I'm still trying to coach God and counsel God on the path to, to my deliverance or healing or blessing in certain areas of my life. Somebody don't relate to what I'm talking about right here. But <laughs> I, I realize that there's areas that I'm still meddling way too much and way too much is at all, period, Eddie. And those areas I'm saying, God, Teach me to know you here, because obviously I don't know you here. I've heard about you. I've tried to believe that you can help me here. But I got to be honest, I don't know you here. I don't yada you right here. I don't know for sure and for certain in this area that you are mine. I don't know for certain that it's mine to have if I just turn it over to you and walk away from it. I don't know it, but I choose to know it now. 
Someone say, I choose to know it now. Now, whatever that situation is, just take a second before God. Whatever that situation is that keeps bugging you, that keeps nagging you, that keeps poking his ugly head up, that keeps reminding you that you don't have the victory. Whatever that situation is right now, take a minute before God right now and just say, God, introduce yourself to me afresh. Introduce yourself to me new. Open my eyes. Teach me to you that I have not met, that I have not met yet. Make me see you as the God of all greatness and deliverance. Free me from my foolishness. I don't mind being corrected. And, 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 and I had to say this to Nelly earlier. Stop saying I was wrong or saying that I was wrong here. Just say I was corrected. Don't even bring the negative in it. You don't have to talk about the wrong. You don't have to talk about how you fell short. Just talk about where you corrected. Say, God, correct me. I received the correction. Thank you for the correction. Don't even deal with it from the point of view of where you failed. Deal with it from the point of where you're going. This is where I'm, this is the stand I'm taking right now. So I'm just letting you know. So now we didn't do this verse and I want to do this verse so much, verse eight. And here's why. After talking about, don't be anxious, don't worry about anything, but with prayer, supplication and thanksgiving, give the request to God. Then his peace passes all understanding. God, your heart and mind keeps you. But now he's sealing this off. When you see finally, that means he said, and, and this is how we, this is where how we wrap this up. Ready? Earth. Ready? Yeah. Finally, believers, whatever is true. Well, I'm sick. That's true. No, he's not talking about your truth. He's talking about God's truth. <laughs> not, not, not your truth. Who's going to believe? Now, now I've had people say that to me. Well, I, I mean, it's true. No, no, it's a fact. It's not true. We had that conversation. Things are facts in your life. The word is true. And true will supersede facts and change it. See, if, if, if you really are dying and then you get well, was it true? No, it wasn't true. If you really are broken, poor, and all of a sudden you're wealthy, was the fact that you were poor a truth? No, it was a present fact. It wasn't a truth. Because if it was a truth, it would be yours for the rest of your life. Truth don't change. From the kingdom perspective, truth don't change. Either you saved or you're not. Either he, either he rose or he didn't. And if you accept that to be the truth, then the truth is, if God said you healed, you healed. That's the truth. The facts today may say something, but truth will supersede fact and change fact and align fact with truth. I'm trying to bring this home with a bang. So, so whatever is true is that stuff you have prayed and petitioned and thanksgiving. That should be what your truth is now. The new God that you met this morning and tomorrow morning, that should be your truth. So whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honorable. I say, God, I have a tendency to focus too much on stuff that is not honorable and things that people do that is not even worthy of. And I'm asking you now to introduce me to the you that helps me think about the things that are honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace. My God, my God, help your boy out right here. <laughs>
Yeah. Let me read that again. Whatever is lovely and brings peace. I have a tendency to focus on things that people do that tick me off. Bring me frustration, anxiety, and uh, God. In this season of my life, I repent. And this is where I'm at. Like I told you, I get up here and I tell on myself all the time. I have no problem telling on myself. I don't ever want to give your opinion I'm perfect. So if I make a mistake, you'll be looking at me or funny. I'm letting you know right now that I'm not perfect at all. I'm by his grace, I get through each doggone day. And one of the things I realize is that I'm not focused on whatever is lovely and brings peace. I focus on things that get on my nerves and frustration and anxiety. And if I see that person again, I'm going to say this and what I should have said and what I could have done. And if they ever around me again, they say that again, I would be ready. See, and God's like, but no, 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 no. This is why I put you here right now on the change and the renewing of your mind. And that this is what we're talking about. You need to not be focusing on that. Stop talking about it all the time. God, I know, but it, but it just gets to me. He said, okay, so then I just told you what to do. With prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, make your request known that your mind and your conversation change. We know that we could give more attention to the stuff that's going wrong than the things that's going right. The people that hurt us get more attention than the people that love us. The good kid in your house gets less attention to the kid that's acting up. And then, then the good kids start thinking, well, what do I need to do to get some attention? Maybe I need to act up. It's true. Hmm. Let's, let's keep going. Whatever is lovely and brings peace. Whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there be any excellence, if there be anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. So, got one more verse to wrap this up, but let's bring this home. You live in a society, in a world, where Satan is the prince of the power of this air, the airwaves. That's social media. Before there was social media, it's TV and radio, newspapers. I don't have to tell you or convince you that everything on the news that sells is negative. You want to get a lot of likes on a comment, put something negative up there. And people were like, will like it and, and, and love it and comment, put something about the goodness and peace and peace and my life is great and I'm having a wonderful day and nobody want to comment and like your stuff because people like negative. And you know, if you looking through the feed and you see some positive stuff and then you pop up, cop shot, oh, let me see what that's about. I want right in, I want to go in. I, I know, I already know what it is because that's how we're conditioned. Bad news sells. Negativity gets attention, right? So now we got God saying, don't think about those things. Think about things that are good. Think about things that are honorable. Think about things that are just worthy of praise. Excellent. Well, I have a news flash for you. You ready? 
you got to go to spiritual college for that because you have not been trained your whole life to do that. And neither have I. I've been trained and I'm am continually being trained every day to focus on the negative. I've been, I've been trained every day to put all attention on what's wrong. I've been trained all my life to love the worst. Yeah, I don't love the worst. Yeah, you do. You pay more attention to that. Somebody comes to you, let me tell you a good thing that happened. Oh, that's nice. Let me tell you what such and such a day. Oh my God. What? What was it? You... <laughs> Mouth open, eyes open, ears open, everything open, trying to take all the information in. We've been trained that way. The world has trained us that way. The devil's kingdom has trained us that way. It's a conscious effort before God to sit there and say, God, teach me, train me to focus on that which is good and that is pure and that is lovely. I, so, so I said, God, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fast in this gospel. Somebody come to me, God, I'm like, no, no, I don't know. I want to hear it. It's negative. It lasts all of two days. Somebody come with something real good. Like, okay, okay, okay. After this one, I'm going to get back to that. But what, what happened? Because the Bible says, well, listen to me close. The book of, of Proverbs says, Gossip is a choice morsel that goes down into the innermost parts of a man. He's saying it's choice. You choose it. It's delicious. Love it. Fine dining and breathing. This is it. Bring me that. It's good. You getting ready to hear some news is Ooh, you just feel it. And you don't think about it all through you. You just, ooh, yes. And God said, and so it's hard to keep your mind on those things which are pure and honorable and just if you're not following these principles I just gave you from chapter four, I mean, from verse four on down in chapter four of Philippians. He said, you got to pray for me to change, listen to me close, your desires. My hunger needs to be toward that which is good, wholesome, and pure, and lovely, and of good report. We are an obese nation because we feed on garbage. It's on TV every time you turn around. I went vegan a couple of years ago, and they had vegan sausage and vegan this and vegan hamburgers and vegan hot dogs and vegan. And, and, and I realized after a while, like, I'm not, okay, I lost weight, but I'm not getting healthy. And God said, because you're eating a ton of processed food. It's still processed. I made stuff. It grows out the ground, son. Like, you, you're still eating junk. It's vegan junk, but it's junk. It's look at the salt in this stuff. And I look in the store and four nuggets got 900 grams of sodium. It's like, that's poison. Don't think because it says organic on it that it means it's good for you. It's processed. I'm not trying to tell you how to eat. That's not what this is about. We want fast, quick, delicious. And we treat the mind and the thoughts and the everything around us the same way. What gives us a quick fix? What is the thing that we can take in without having to give a bunch of thought to it? Well, focusing my mind on those things that are good, 
that's like exercise. I don't want to jog. Who want to jog? I don't feel like jogging. I don't want to every day. I don't want to. I got to make my mind. I got to jog my mind to that which is pure. Yes, you do. But not by yourself. Philippians 2.13, not in your, your own strength, for it is God who works in you, both to will and do his good pleasure. But you have to have an appetite for it before him. You have to come before him and say, God, give me a heart and a mind that is going to come before you with my situation, with prayer, petition, thanksgiving. Lay it before you and then allow you to feed me. Feed me in a way that I no longer desire that junk. And God, my taste for that stuff didn't go away. My spirit toward it changed. I saw that it was detrimental and I, detrimental, detrimental. And I said, I'm not going to eat that anymore. And that was a choice. So I still have one here and there. I do, but I, it ain't my predominant meal anymore. I'm not eating that. I'm not going to feed on that. I'm not going to, thank you, Lord. I'm not going to live on that. You're not going to avoid what's around you. It's in the air. But you, doggone it, don't have to live on that mess. You don't have to feed on it every day. You don't have to let your spirit be fed with that garbage every day. Turn it off. Shut down the social media. Pick the stuff you want to watch. I found something out about social media. We all know it to be true. My box right now gets filled with stuff about chat GPT, about positive statements, about encouraging words, about business and about investment. Why? Because the algorithm knows that I keep liking that stuff and I keep liking it and I keep liking it and I keep liking it and the junk don't show up in my box anymore. Stop liking that that negative crap. Even if you see it, please don't like it. Stop liking that mess. Like stuff that's going to feed your spirit and help you become a better person and watch what starts to come in even to your box because you draw to you in the realm of the spirit. It's imitating spirit, imitating life. This, this technology is imitating spirit. What you draw to you is what you get to you. What do you think that verse eight is about? Finally, focus on what's good. Focus on what's wholesome. Don't share that garbage. Don't share it with anybody else. Don't. Share the stuff that's encouraging. Share the stuff that's uplifting. Share the stuff that's in the direction that you want to go. Share the things that enlighten you. These are the things that God is telling you to do in the Word. They're just copying off of what the Word says. Everything in the world copies off of the spirit realm. Draw to yourself good. Focus on it. That's not always easy, but you practice it. And if you practice it long enough, babies, men and women of God, your life is going to change. It's going to change everything. I'm going to give you this one last verse, and we're going to say, have a blessed day. I want you to drop down in the same chapter. Oh, let me, let's go back where we were. Let's do this. Let's do it right. Let's go back to verse 8, and let's read it one more time, and then we're going to drop down to verse 19 and finish it. Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirming God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there be any excellence, if there be anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. Drop down to verse 19. And my God will liberally supply and fill to the full 
your every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and the Father be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Father God, we just pray today that this word find its way into our hearts and that we learn by your spirit to seek you. Let our focus be on that which is good and pure and wholesome. Free us from the spirit of gossip. Free us from the spirit of evil foreboding and negative imaginations. Free us from focusing on and pondering that which is negative and against your truth and your love. Free us from the lies that the enemy tries to tell us that we can't be free. You are our freedom and we find our freedom in you. And as we come before you and we come with your word and we come with our petition and we come with thanksgiving according to your word, you will guard our heart and mind and keep us in Christ Jesus. It's on you to do it. It's not on us. And our job is to do what you told us to do and you'll take care of the rest. And that peace which passes all understanding will guard us and keep us in all things. So we thank you, Lord God, that you answer us. You fulfill our prayers to the full. We no longer have to struggle. I come against that spirit of works and, and that heaviness that makes us think that we got to earn God's love or we got to break our backs or we got to be perfect for God to love us. God, we know you love us anyway. You loved us in our mess. If not, we couldn't have even come to Jesus and get saved. You reached out and pulled us in when we didn't love you or know you at all. So we know that now that we know you, even if we don't have it right, we at least we're yours and we know you and you know us. Thank you today for everybody on here. Father God, I pray that this word reaches them down into their spirit. Put a hedge of protection around us or as we make this journey to walk into focusing on that which is good, that which is right, that which is pure. Help us, Father God, to separate ourselves from people, from situations, from circumstances that continue to feed our spirits with doubt and fear and negativity. We focus on you now. And we thank you that your victory is our victory because we are your body. And so this is our heritage as children of God, that the peace of God that passes understanding God's our hearts and minds and keeps us in all things. And we thank you for it now in the name of our Savior, Jesus. Amen and amen. And amen, saints. God bless you. Give me a thumbs up or uh, something if you were blessed by what you heard. And I praise God that I had the opportunity to share this with you. Good to see you, Antonio. And um, so God is an awesome God. I love you guys. And thank you so much for joining me. And see you on the next series.